Mauricio is hitting the slopes with some new girls. Can we say one, two, three? Peter, Paul, and Mary. Rachel McAdams is opening up about why she was not in the recent Mean Girls reunion commercial for Walmart. And yes, we'll be talking about Denise Richards and Erica Jane and Dorit and Garcelle and all of it all. We're going to recap Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Maybe even we'll talk a little bit about uh, Salt Lake. So get ready. Let's go. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, Surf Fresh, all week long. Now, let's dive in. What up, everybody? Everyone's like, Zach's on Emily D. Baker time today. Sorry, guys. I was a couple minutes late. Give me a minute. Um, it's been, listen, it's been raining and when you, it's raining, you can't really go to the dog park or go outside because it's raining and then the dogs get wet and then everything just gets wet. So we've been on rainy day schedule lately here at Chateau Pitar. Um, we've been on rainy day schedule. I've been trying to find a substitute. I was going to put a movie on for the boys. That way they can go and play because they can't play outside. Um, but hopefully if you are in LA, can you not take a dig at my Amish hat? It is not an Amish hat, you guys. It is a very Aspen-inspired Kimosabi. It's a very cute, stylish, and chic hat. It is not Amish. Amish people have no style. This is called style, okay? Jesus, just because you don't have style, Mary Ann Stout with the shade. Um, I am wearing a, a very Kyle Richards inspired hat today. Listen, when it's raining and you're outside, um, tomorrow is my hair wash day. And usually when my roots grow out, the hair gets a little greasier. And since I work out every day, it gets a little challenging. And then when, yesterday when I went on the rain and my hair got wet and it's just been a hot mess express. So yes, I've been living in hats yesterday and today and tomorrow I will wash my hair. So hopefully by, you know, the next time you see me, my hair will be freshly washed and, and fresh. Okay. But it's raining and I don't have many like sweaters or outfits with hoods. I do have this one. This is the, like one of the only hooded items I own right now. And that's my new Zach Pack sweater, which by the way, guys, the new merch is on sale now. The link is in the description below. So if you want to order a Zach Pack sweatshirt or Zach Pack hoodie, um, find me at Jason's t-shirt, uh, Ruthless Not Toothless t-shirt. You can place your orders right now. Be sure to send me pics so I can repost on my Instagram. All right, guys. Love ya. Um, okay. What should we start? Should we start with Mauricio and his new girl? Let's start with Rachel McAdams and Mean Girls as people, um, trickle on in this morning top of the morning do ya so rachel mcadams who we know i mean a lot of people know her from the notebook but mo a lot of people also know her from mean girls which was the tina fey comedy that starred Lindsay lohan um amanda seyfried uh lacey charbert and rachel mcadams rachel mcadams played regina george i was gonna say what like it's hard but that's legally blonde um Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. That's so fetch. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. Now they have a new Mean Girls that's coming out, I think, in January. But it's interesting. I was just having this conversation because I think I was on TikTok. And I found out because a lot of people, I guess, are watching the new Wonka movie and they're not happy about the new Wonka movie. And, like, they didn't know that it was a musical. And, and I saw this thing on, I think, I want to say it was TikTok where it, the marketing that film the film industry is doing is to kind of deceive people so that they don't think that a movie is a musical so that when they go and see it, they're kind of like surprised. And I heard that Les Miserables, the most recent Les Miserables, that was a musical that was not marketed as a musical, it was marketed as a film. I didn't, I didn't remember, 
I remember when it came out, I didn't, and I didn't watch the movie, but I saw the trailers and stuff, and I thought it was a movie. I didn't realize it was a musical. And that was apparently one of the most, like, movies people walked out of and asked for a return on their tickets because they didn't realize there was going to be singing and it was going to be a musical the entire time. Even though Les Rob started as a musical and was turned into a film, um, that's the other part that, you know is with the new Mean Girls movie is it's a musical. But if you watch the trailers and stuff, you wouldn't think that it's a musical. You would just think, oh, it's a, a Mean Girls reboot. And that's the same thing with Wonka right now. And I'm hearing that people aren't liking Wonka because they're not, they don't realize like it's going to be seen the entire time. I'm not the biggest fan of musicals. So I'm just, I'm yeah, I'm just not the biggest fan of, of a musical. But it's Mean Girls the musical. No, they have Mean Girls the musical, and that is a musical that originated from the Mean Girls movie with Lindsay Lohan and Rachel McAdams and Tina Fey. But now they have a new movie that is coming out that's also called Mean Girls, and it's like a reboot. Tina Fey stars in it. They have the same characters, but this new version is a musical in theaters. So I'm not a big, I'm not a big musical person either. But so anyway. Back to Rachel McAdams, because she was absent from the new Walmart commercials. I believe they released two different commercials that were like um, sequels to the original Mean Girls. So it had Lindsay Lohan in it. It had a lot of the original characters. Lindsay was in it. Amanda was in it. um, Lacey was in it. And so those were the three main girls, right? That was uh, Katie, um, Gretchen Wieners, um, Karen, and... Uh, Rachel McAdams played Regina George. So Regina George's character was the only one that was missing from the the reunion commercial. So they're all in it. They're all reprising their characters. Lindsay Lohan's like now a counselor. Um, Gretchen Wieners is now like the super mom that's like super obsessed with her kids. And she's like, get in, girls. We're going shopping. And they're going to Walmart for all their savings. Um, and then Amanda, who plays Karen, she's like doing the weather and she's like, it's 100% raining outside. Ooh. And Damien's in it. Um, a lot of the old characters. Oh, Kevin G. He's in it, too. You see him with his son. So it's really cute, right? A really cute commercial. But Rachel McAdams, Dora Rodriguez in the in the live chat says, what? You're not a fan of mu- musicals? Listen, Dora, just because I've sucked a few dicks doesn't mean I have to like musicals, okay? Just because I happen to be a fan of The Gentleman doesn't mean I have to be a fan of the musicals, okay? I don't, you know, I- I'm not shitting rainbows. Um, I don't like musicals. I just think they're kind of obnoxious. Depends. Like, if it's a good musical, sure. Like, I enjoyed High School Musical when I was in high, when yeah, when that came out. But, like, I'm just not a big musical fan. I'm not a fan of all the twirls. Some people like musicals and good for them. But anyway, so Rachel is now speaking out because everyone's like, why didn't Rachel McAdams do the reunion? Does she think she's too good? You know, and at the time, I think a rep or a source close to Rachel came out and they're like, yeah, Rachel just said she didn't want to do it. And everyone's like, what? That's so rude. How how can she not want to do the Mean Girls reunion? Like that was such an iconic role and it helps really make her career. I would say The Notebook and Mean Girls were two of the movies that like were her big breakout roles. And she's done a ton of other work since and she's been a big film um, and movie actress but so now she's finally coming out and she told Variety because they asked her why didn't you do the commercial and she's just like oh I don't really do commercials <laughs> which is just so Regina George right she's just like I've never done a commercial and like I just I don't do commercials and like the idea of doing a commercial for Walmart she didn't say for Walmart but she just said she didn't think that you know 
doing a musical was in her wheelhouse. You know, she'd never done, or sorry, not a musical, doing a commercial was in her wheelhouse. And I was like, I I get it. Like, she's like, I'm a serious actress. I'm not going to do a commercial. She didn't like throw shade at Walmart, but like, come on, you're Rachel McAdams and Walmart comes to you and they're like, we want you to do a commercial. Who did one recently too with Alicia Silverstone? That was, I think it was um, Rakuten. Were they the ones that did the 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 Clueless one where they have Cher and it's Alicia Silverstone and she goes up and she's like, uh, you know, as if and she's in her old uh, costume, the yellow plaid outfit. So, <sighs> yeah. I think that's kind of like the trend right now is to take old nostalgic movies and old nostalgic characters and bring them back to life in these like, you know, current event, like, you know, where would they be today style? And so they did two different commercials with the girls and everyone in it, everyone did it except for Rachel McAdams, but she's saying that she just has never done commercials, but she says that she's always open to doing some sort of mean girls reunion, but I, get, I mean, come on. Do we really think Rachel... I was surprised that Amanda did um, a Walmart commercial. Like, you know Lindsay Lohan's going to do a Walmart commercial. Like, she doesn't care. She's, you know, doing uh, Christmas movies on Netflix. And good for her, right? She's trying to bring her career back. And that was one of her most iconic roles was Katie Heron in Mean Girls. And But I was really surprised that Amanda... Because Amanda's like a big film actress now. Like, she gets paid big money. Wasn't she also in Les Mis, Rob? I don't know. But I was surprised that Amanda did it. Lacey, I mean, come on, Lacey does nothing but like Lifetime movies now. So I am not surprised that Lacey was doing a Walmart commercial and she was great in it. But I just, I couldn't ever imagine. I would be shocked. I would be shooketh to my core if I saw Rachel McAdams in a Walmart commercial. Savings. Like Rachel McAdams has never done any of that stuff. Like, does she even have an Instagram? I don't even think she has an Instagram. She's just like, she's swear she's Angelina Jolie or something. She's just like, I'm a serious actress and I'm living my life. Let's see. Rachel McAdams. I don't think she's on Instagram. She's like not about that life. She's not, I'm not going to sell Fit Tummy Tea on Instagram. Yeah, she only has fan pages. She doesn't have an actual social media account. And you know what? Good for her. I ain't mad at her. I just love how she like did the most Regina George thing ever. She's like, it's just not my brand. I'm just not doing a Walmart commercial. <sighs> but okay, let's talk about Mauricio because he is just like living his best life, I guess. But like in the most unapologetic way ever. I mean, I guess so is Kyle. But anyway. Mauricio was posting on Instagram with these two younger women up in Aspen living his best life. And I'm like, Mauricio, what is going on? So he has Anita who, or Anita, Anita, I'm assuming that's Anita, A-N-I-T-T-A. She's apparently a musician. I've never heard any of her music. I don't know any of her songs. Um, you know, I, I'm not well cultured when it comes to music. I love WAP, you know? Um, but so he's with her and he's also with Lele Pons, who I didn't know who Lele Pons was. There's, okay, there's an, uh, a, fuck, um, damn it, what was, a, a pilot that I taped recently with two of my friends for a new show. I don't know if the show is going to come to fruition or not. It's a new podcast, um, new talk show style podcast. I don't think the show is going to end up getting picked up. We may have to reshoot the pilot and like pitch to somebody else. But 
I kind of want to release it as like a members only. That way you guys can see it. And it, only because it relates back to Lele Pons. Because in it, we talk about the announcement of the Dancing with the Stars cast. And I'm like, who the fuck is Lele Pons? And it's with my friends Evan and Andy. Evan, yeah, Evan and I'm saying too much already. But anyway, so we're, it's kind of like a roundtable style talk show where the three of us as entertainment reporters are covering the news outside of our individual shows or individual platforms. But we're doing it collectively together, right? Very similar to my Spotify deal last year. So you never know when that may be having a reboot. Um, so that that said, um, they're like, how do you not know who Lele Pons is? And oh my God, Lele Pons is the bomb.com. And I'm like, I've never heard of this fucking person. So she was on Dancing with the Stars with Mauricio. So it seems like they're kind of close in that way. I wonder if she was also like, we happen to be in Aspen. And Mauricio's like, oh, I happen to be in Aspen and I happen to be single. So it's kind of strange because he they're like, oh, he's our cameraman. And they're like literally snow or not snowboarding, but skiing in the slopes of Aspen in like towels, like fresh out of the shower towel outfits. And I'm like, I get it. They're trying to be cute and cheeky with whatever they're trying to do. But. Oh, Lele is married. I didn't know she was married. Why are they naked and he's bundled up? Because he was the cameraman. Mauricio was like, ooh, he's like the porno cameraman. He's like, okay, girls, now make out. And they're like, look at us. Oops, my titty fell out. Nipple time. Free the nipple. Oops, bend and snap. So that's just how I imagine this going. But they post like several Instagram stories that are all up on his Instagram because he like he posted some and he reposted some. And it's just interesting. But I guess Lele is married. So it's just weird that they're naked in the snow. And he, he's like their cameraman. They're like, oh, he, look at Mauricio's our cameraman. And meanwhile, Kyle's in Mexico living her best life. I know she's been filming the new documentary with, um, she's been filming the new documentary with Morgan Wade. I'm going to make you fall in love with me. I wonder if that's what the documentary is going to be titled. I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Interessante. So, yeah. I mean, listen, they're of age. They're, like, in their 20s. So it's not like they're, um, it's not like they're, like, these young girls that he's, like, you know, being weird with. I mean, it's a little strange considering, like, they're a lot younger than him and he's, like, not social media savvy. I'm assuming he, like, got close to her on set of Dancing with the Stars and they both just happened to be in Aspen at the same time and that's kind of the narrative that I'm running with, but it's just a little strange. And like, he's just been around a lot of younger, attractive women lately more than ever. I guess now he's like, well, now that I'm separated, it's normal for me to be around younger women. Whereas before I was always having an affair and now it's not really considered an affair. Cause I mean, I still don't understand their dynamic of being separated. Like, is it like Ross and Rachel, are they on a break? Because then we saw Kyle get upset when he was holding hands with his dance with the stars partner. And she's like, that was really hurtful to me, but it's like, but you're single. So like you're technically on a break, but you're not divorced. So it's just like, a weird situation and I don't understand it. I just, I don't get it. It's just, it's, it's too much. It's doing the most, truly the most, but let's be real guys. No matter how well you know someone, gift giving is never easy, but this year I'm getting those on my list, a gift that they actually want with Quince. Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. I got this new cashmere sweater. It's in this like spicy mustard color. I want to wear it. I also just went to the premiere, the Netflix premiere of Good Grief, which I told you guys, and I wore my new Quince 
polo, which was super cute. I felt like I was just like in full dad mode. I wore my Quince. Uh, it was a cute polo. And then I wore my Quince white sneakers because I just love a white sneaker moment. So they have like all of these like timeless classic pieces that are actually high quality. But the best part is all of their, their items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And that's why I'm giving all of my nearest and dearest the gift of Quince cashmere this year. I'm excited. I'm still eyeing that black leather jacket. I think I'm going to order it for myself. Tell me to do it and don't do it. Where's the cashmere sweater? Nessa, I will wear the cashmere sweater. I want to wear it for a special occasion because like, it's a nice cashmere sweater that I didn't want to just wear a cashmere sweater from Quince on a Thursday morning just to tape the show. You will see me in the cashmere sweater. Well, I'll do it. You'll see me. I'll do a cute little outfit thing on Instagram. But anyway, make gift giving better this year with Quince. Go to quince.com slash no filter for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Quince. Q-U-I-N-C-E. Quince.com slash no filter to get free shipping and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash no filter. I also want to tell you guys about my latest wellness hack, and that's Dose for Your Liver. It's a yummy beverage, and it's great. It's a great upgrade to your daily health routine. They give you a little shot glass. You just pour it in the shot glass, and you just take like a little shot. Shake it like a salt shaker. Because um, for me, my whole mindset is like, it's like, why do we have to wait for the new year if when we can just start taking actionable steps right now to keep us on track so that when we slide into January, we're already in that direction. So unlike other wellness shots, Dose does not contain any standard juices or powders. It's formulated with organic herbs. It's vegan. It's gluten-free. It's dairy-free. It's got zero sugar. Dose for your liver is formulated with ingredients clinically shown to support your liver health. Potent turmeric, milk thistle, dandelion, ginger, all good for you. So if you want to if you want to give Dose a shot and invest in your health, Dose is offering No Filter listeners 15% off your first order plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your order, guys. Go to dosedaily.co slash no filter and use code no filter. That's dosedaily.co slash no filter and use code no filter. Cashmere and a ranger's hat go well together. Thank you, Cindy. Everyone's got fashion advice today. Do you, does it look like I'm, I'm, I need anyone's fashion advice? Actually, Cindy, this hat and that yellow cashmere, that's a cute look. I'm actually not mad at you for that because that's a good recommendation. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. What do we have? Oh, let's talk about Beverly Hills because I just watched it this morning. New episode. Denise versus Erica. I'm living for it. Okay, so let's just do a brief recap. Um, Salt Lake City was great. Can't wait for the finale, which is going to drop on January 2nd. So we don't have an episode next week. I think everything's kind of on pause for next week because it's Christmas. Because Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Um, But anyway, the episode opens up. We see Sutton on her awkward date which I feel bad for her because, like, I want her to find a man, but she's, like, so socially awkward that I'm just like, girl, loosen up. For somebody that's drinking vodka all the time, like, you would think you'd be a little more loosey-goosey. Loosey-goosey. I just want her to, like, have a man, you know? I wonder what kind of, like, is she going to need, like, a, 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 you know, a softer kind of man because she's become such, like, a strong, bold, powerful woman? I'm a motherfucking woman, baby, that's right. Um... I don't know. But the fact that she came into the date in jeans and sneakers, I was already like, mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Sneakers and jeans on a first date for dinner. A nice dinner. 
I was like, really, Zion? Really? Like, I thought that this should just be, like, I don't know. I was disappointed in her look. I know the cat outfit was, like, not, like, at least, like, you know, don't wear jeans. Wear, like, some cute pants. And listen, if they're cute, like, sneakers, like, sneakers are a fashion moment right now. I'm not mad at the sneakers. I love a good white sneaker. But, like, come on, guys. Come on. But anyway, we see her awkward day. And listen, I agree with her. That man was talking about his mama way too damn much. And I'm like, Mm-mm, nope. Anybody that talks about their mom, that m- I'm close to my family, but I am not talking about my family the entire time I'm on a date. Well, I was I was just at a Christmas party and I like caught myself getting like an- annoying because there was this guy. Um, it was my friend's Christmas party. And luckily there was this guy. He's, he was actually really hot, but I hear he has a boyfriend. But anyway, I didn't know anybody at the party except for the host and so you know obviously when they invite all the friends everybody meets each other but I'm chatting with this guy and you know we're just we're like making small talk and usually when you find your buddy at a party like that ends up being like your buddy for the night I'm not like a going here and there and there and here and all over and make trying to mingle with everybody when I find a buddy at a party that is my buddy for the party and we can mingle together but I'm not gonna go and like meet a million other people right unless I get introduced to them and we break off but um I was talking to him and then at one point I realized I was talking so much about my dogs and I was like, oh, and my dogs and Sky and Sally and da, da, da. And then I'm like, oh my God, I've become that person. I am that person that is just, I mean, granted, he was very invested in my dogs and wants a dog himself. So I was like, okay, well, at least he's invested. But you know, like sometimes you go to a party and like this person can't stop talking about their new baby or like just... I was like, oh, my God. And that was this man and his mother. He just like would not stop talking about his mother. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been there. I don't know what kind of man Sutton's going to end up settling with, but it was definitely not this dude. Then we get to Kyle's house and we have Dorit and Anne-Marie and Kyle's dog tries to bite off Anne-Marie's finger like he's Cujo. And then Kyle tells Dorit about tattooing a K on Morgan's body. And Dorit's like, that's weird. And it is kind of weird. Like it's weird. It's a weird, interesting dynamic between Kyle and Morgan Wade then we see this uh, drink night out where Garcelle brings together Erica and Sutton. And I thought that this was a fun night out. They were drinking. They were having fun. They were letting loose. We find out that Sutton uh, made out with her driver. Um, I mean, listen, there was a lot. There were a lot of things I saw about Sutton in that episode. I was like, this is interesting. Is this how all people in the South work? Um but anyway, then Erica drops the bombshell. She's like, did you know that for $7, you can get a bundle of Denise Richards on OnlyFans? Which I thought was definitely shady, but they didn't add context to where that comment was coming from. Like, there was a whole conversation. We have a whole night, and they're all having fun. And then at the very end, they just, like, slip in an edit of Erica saying that line. And I'm like, but what were they talking about? How did we get to this? Because we'd already diverted away from the Denise conversation because that's how we opened it was with the Denise conversation. And now we're like not talking about Denise, but then randomly we see this kind of thrown in about like Denise and OnlyFans. And listen, I know because as a good journalist, I went on OnlyFans and I looked up Denise, Denise fucking Richards and I paid $10 and I got full coochie. I have seen Denise at the Christmas party or at the the Christmas thing that I went to earlier this week with the hot guy. I showed him Denise's coochie. I literally was like, oh, my God, you're going to die. I just saw I just paid ten dollars on OnlyFans or nine dollars on OnlyFans. And I saw Denise's coochie. And I was like, look, here's Denise's coochie. And I zoomed in so that he could see the lips, you know. I mean, when you have Denise's coochie, 
How do you not share Denise's coochie? It's Denise fucking Richards. It's a it's a coochie sale, you know? Savings. It was good. It was great. So it was it was worth the nine dollars. I will say Denise Denise Richards OnlyFans. I've seen her titties. I've seen her tummy. I've seen her dirty feet. Like I was surprised at what <laughs> I got the most. Literally the most. I was like, wow, those are some lips, honey. She's got lips. I was like, is that Lisa? Is Lisa Marina? Is that you? Ugh, it's funny. It's funny. I've even chatted about it with a couple of of housewives. Um, it's just, it was so good. It was, it was good. Um, these lips were made for talking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these lips are gonna mack all over you. I wonder who has more subscribers, Denise or Sammy. Okay, we'll get into Sammy in a second. But anyway, so then we get to a scene of Sutton looking up Denise's OnlyFans. I don't think she paid for the same content that I did. because She was like, I'm not going to pay the $10. And I was like, here's my credit card. Let me see some Denise Richards coochie. Coochie, 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 rocking everywhere. Rocking everywhere. Rocking everywhere. I found you, Denise Richards. Come on and bring it back to me. I found you, Denise Richards. I just feel weird looking up Sammy's coochie because I just feel like that's crossing that line. Like, Denise Richards, like, that's, you know, that's age. No, I shouldn't say age. Like, you know, it's like a, a, a charcuterie board with, like, a, you know, a good, fine aged cheese. Age just aged cheese and vagina just don't sound like things that should be going together. I'm sorry, guys. This is live. I'm not thinking about the words that are coming out of my mouth. I'm not reading from a script. Okay, we're just gonna move on. Okay. Just gonna move on. Um and Sutton looks up Denise's OnlyFans and it's, you know, not what she expects. Um, and then we get to Crystal's Taco Tuesday, you know, on the topic of talking about Denise Richards' taco. We're gonna go to Crystal's Taco Tuesday. And we're in the car and Dorit's on her way with Kyle. And she's like, I just feel like you've replaced me with Morgan Wade because I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you fall in love with me, but clearly she's making you fall in love with her. And you're putting your tattoo, a tattoo on her arm with a K and it's just weird. And I feel disconnected from you. So then we find out, um, that Kim is coming as well because everyone's arriving and they're all getting there and cuckoo crazy Kim comes and Kim looks cuckoo as ever and poor baby. Like we should have, someone did her hair because her hair looked really nice, but her makeup was like, I was like, who let her out the house? And like Kathy would never, Kathy would be a real sister. I don't know if you guys saw Paris in love, but the new season is out right now, season two. And there's a scene where Paris is talking to Nikki in her closet. And then Kathy comes in and she's just like, do you have a hat? And then Paris is like, like a, a hat? Like, what do you mean, like a hat? And Kathy's like, a hat, dear, a hat. And she's like, yes, I have a hat. Yes, I have a hat. And then she's like, oh, because your Auntie Kim's here, and she didn't fix her hair. And so Paris gives her a hat. And then the camera comes in to see Auntie Kim with the new baby, with Paris's baby. And then we see Kim, and she's like, wearing this hat so awkwardly. You can tell she had, like, a high pony and they just put like a baseball cap over the high pony so the the hat didn't really fit so she just looks ridiculous and um and then uh, Kim tells Paris she's like yeah your mom didn't like my hair so she made me put a hat on and i was like okay roll back the tape because when Kathy walked into that closet Kathy was very much like Kim did not fix her hair today but you can see Kim clearly fixed her hair that day Kathy just didn't like 
Kim's hair. And that's Kathy. Kathy will definitely call you on it. But so Kim came looking like a ragamuffin. Denise came actually looking nice. She got her glam done, but then she's like, I feel so underdressed. I'm like, bitch, you got your glam done. Like, if you're getting your glam done, at least, like, get your outfit done, too. Like, look cute. She did look cute, though. I didn't think she looked bad, but she was like, I feel a little underdressed. Because then Sutton came in. Like, she was, you know, going to, like, a a spring solstice. I, I was like, what is Sutton wearing? This, like, summer dress when it's freezing outside? And just, like, all white flowery summer dress, like, in... The winter. It just didn't make sense to me. Um, But so we have Cuckoo Crazy Kim. And then Sutton and Dorit start to have it out. Or well, we do have a moment where, right before that, where Erica blurts out to Dorit about Sutton making out with her driver. And, and Dorit's like, what? And then Garcelle's like, ah, I can't believe you're telling that story. And yelling at from across the room. And so it was just interesting, right? Fast forward. Then we're all sitting down inside because it's too cold outside. So we're sitting down inside. And Sutton and Dorit start having it out because Sutton tells, who, what was the other woman's name? Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Um but the other woman that was there that Dorit was talking to and Dorit tells her it was one of Crystal's friends. Crystal brought all her friends that night. And I'm like, why are all of Crystal's friends here for Taco Tuesday? Like, are they all auditioning to be on the show? Interesting. Um, but so then this friend, Dorit, ran into her earlier. And the friend is like, oh, talking about Magic Mike. And, oh, it's a great show. And, and Dorit's like, oh, well, one of the other girls is going to be here. Sutton, she threw a big tantrum at Magic Mike. And the girl's like, how did she throw a tantrum at Mag- Magic Mike? It's like the happiest place in the world. And Dorit's like, I don't know, but she did. She, you should ask her about it. So then finally this woman asks Sutton about why she threw a tantrum at Mag- Magic Mike. And Sutton's like, it's about the legs being open and the man's face is in the legs. And it's like, oh, my God, are we still going to run with that? Because, like, the man's face was not in your legs. And is that the reason we're this upset is because the man's face was not in your legs? Like, listen, he could have gotten those little chicken wings and just, like, spread them open wide and just, like, gobble me, swallow me, dripped on the side of me. Like, but I get it. She didn't. She wasn't comfortable with that. She has a small esophagus. Like, I get it. I got it. Fine. It makes you uncomfortable. But she didn't need to throw a tantrum. But at least she owns that she threw a tantrum and it was, like, a big deal. And Dorit was just kind of like, but you came with like 50 single dollar bills. Like, what did you expect? Like, what did you think? You wore white pants so that they can dance. Like, I don't, Dorit's like, I don't get it. And then Sutton's like, well, um, then I guess Dorit brings up the, she's like, but you made out with your driver in the car. And like, how is it that you can make out with your driver, but yet you're such a prude? She's like, I don't like make it make sense. And then Garcelle's like, well, I don't like that because now it feels like you're saying that just to embarrass her, which I don't think Dorit was saying that to embarrass her. I think Dorit was trying to compare the two of like, you act like such a Southern prude, but yet you have this other side of you that is not a Southern prude, but you love to call other people out on what you say is their bullshit. And you think Kyle's in denial and you think Kyle is hiding something. So like, I don't understand how... It's like a big deal that you're like making out with your your driver and yet you make a big deal about Magic Mike. Like it's all strange to me. I don't get it. Um, I just, I, I, I don't get it. Brit in the live chat says, I seriously don't understand the pants thing. I've rewatched so many times and still don't get it. Sutton wore pants so that they could spread her broad eagle. Like why else would you wear pants and go on Magic Mike so that they can dance on you? If Because you didn't want to wear a skirt. Because if you wear a skirt, you can't open your legs. Like, hello, it's kind of right there in front of us. Like, Sutton wanted, was going to want to open her legs. I'm pretty sure she didn't think she was going to be doing acrobatics on the stage. And she was going to have a man's face in her coochie. But whatever. (sighs) 
Mary Duda says, Dorit who kill a dog has a lot of nerve. Okay, Dorit didn't kill a dog. My gosh. She gave the dog to a friend and then the friend took the dog to a shelter. It's not really, I don't know. Listen, dogs are hard. I don't, I, I was going to say, I don't judge her for doing that. But I mean, I guess I would judge her because knowing how hard it is with two puppies that chewed up my couch again this morning um, is hard. Is hard. Uh, Lorraine's asking, where has Josh been? Josh is in Louisiana. He's It's Christmas, guys. Everyone's like, I love this time of year because L.A. literally shuts down and is empty. Um, Josh is in Louisiana with his family right now. Um, spending family time. Like, let him live his life. Um, but anyway, back to Sutton. So, and well, that's well, that was the pants thing. So anyway, then we, Dorit and Sutton are going back and forth. And then Sutton goes, why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? Why'd you bring it up? And Dorit's like, well, I'm trying to explain to you why I brought it up. Sutton does this thing that's a little annoying. And I like Sutton. And she's always been very lovely every time I've met her or been with her. But like, she just does this thing where she like tries to make it seem like you can't answer the question. So she just asks the question a million times to try and like control the conversation and make it seem like you don't have an answer to her question when Dorit's like trying to answer her question and she just keeps repeating herself and repeating herself and repeating herself. And I'm just like, <sighs> but anyway, we have that moment and then Garcelle takes a jab at Dorit or cause she's like, I think you're trying to embarrass Sutton, which I do think it was a bit of a jab that Garcelle took it Dorit. I mean, whether or not, I mean, maybe Garcelle, I think Garcelle really did believe that, that Dorit was trying to like embarrass Sutton, but I don't think Dorit was trying to embarrass Sutton. I think Dorit was just trying to call out Sutton because Sutton's really good at wanting to call out other people. So, why is it okay that Sutton gets to call out other people, but someone can't call out a little bit of the hypocrisy? Garcelle herself has said it in her confessional that Sutton is a walk or Crystal. It was either Crystal or Garcelle that said that Sutton is a walking, um, a walking, what is that? What is the word I'm thinking of? Um, she's hypocritical, basically. A, a walking hypocrite? No, I don't think that's what they called her. But anyway, yeah. So for me, it's just, I did not fully understand the exchange. I just think Garcelle and Dorit don't like each other. And I think Garcelle called out Dorit, you know, about the the whole um, thing about Sutton and the driver. But I did think it was strange that Garcelle called out Dorit, but she didn't call out Erica. But I guess it makes sense because Erica wasn't like saying it out to a group of people in the middle of a fight. It wasn't being Erica wasn't doing it in a way that was weaponized. And also Erica is the one that was present for that conversation. This information was shared between Sutton, Garcelle and Erica. The information wasn't disclosed to Dorit that night. So when Erica repeated it to Dorit, Dorit then took that information and then put it on the table. I don't think she was trying to embarrass Sutton, but I didn't like a walking contradiction. That's what she said. Crystal said a walking contradiction. Thank you guys. Um, which is true. She is a walking contradiction. I stand by that fully. Anyway, then we get to Garcelle fighting. It goes from Sutton versus Dorit to Dorit versus Garcelle. And then Garcelle's like, I, Dorit's like, I don't understand why you attacked me. And Garcelle's like, I didn't attack you. And she's like, well, you called me out. She's like, but that's not attacking you. And then Dorit's like, well, I felt attacked. That's how I felt. And then Garcelle is like, you know what? I just can't deal with your privilege. And I was a little thrown off by that word because I kind of feel like, 
I don't know if privilege was the right word. I feel like entitlement would maybe be a better word because Dorit, I think, can sometimes be a little entitled. But privilege just didn't make sense to me. And to me, this felt like we were throwing out a buzzword to shut down a conversation because we didn't want to have this conversation. We didn't want to take accountability. We didn't want to understand. Like, I just felt like she was trying to shut down the conversation for whatever reason she was trying to do that. And that's a very easy way to shut down a conversation is to throw out the word privilege. It's a buzzword, right? That's not to say that Dorit isn't privileged, but I don't think Dorit's privilege made a ton of sense in that moment. But then we get Erica. And Erica comes in, Kat says, I truly think Dorit is a racist. Dorit is not a racist. Yes, Kathy, I believe Dorit is entitled. Dorit is not a racist. Is Dorit a little out of touch? Absolutely. Is Dorit a little, you know, self-absorbed? Sure. Does Dorit live in a bubble? Yeah, like there are a lot of other things that we can say about Dorit. Spoiled? Yeah. Entitled? Sure. Privilege, I don't think, Dorit, yes, is privileged, but I don't think that term made sense within that context at that moment. I think that was a very easy way to be like, I'm going to say privilege, we're going to say white privilege, and we're just going to not allow you to have a voice or an opinion or anything moving forward because I don't want to entertain this. I don't want to engage in this, which was interesting, which... Um, what privilege does Dorit have that Garcelle has? Well, I mean, that was a big conversation that we've had like in 2020 and 2021. I mean, a conversation that I think has been going around for a while, but most um, most recently uh, in, in recent years about, you know, white privilege and how there is preferential treatment that people have towards people that are white or of lighter skin tone colors. And listen, th- there's a lot of learning and growth for us, right? Um, but I just think the term would have been more appropriate if, Garcelle said entitled. Um, to me, that was what I think best described to re- in that moment. Um, but Erica, I think, did a really good job of explaining it. She explained it in that moment, and then she also explained it in her confessional. And that's where it kind of clicked a little for me, because Erica said, you know, it's the word attack. And sometimes, you know, using the word attack when it's in reference to a black woman versus a white woman that is, it does have a different context to it. And I get that. That I understood. And when Erica said that, one, I was surprised. And two, I was, you know, it actually kind of clicked for me. I'm like, you know what, you're right. And I wish Garcelle would have said that in that moment of like, listen, I don't appreciate you using the term attack because that, you know, I mean, I don't know what the right way to have that conversation is. I don't think any of us know what the right or appropriate thing to do or say. We're all learning and we're all going to fuck up and make mistakes. But I think Erica did a really good job of, you know, enlightening Dorit in that moment. And Dorit seemed open and receptive to it. But then Garcelle's like, it's not my job to educate you. And that's another thing that I'm just like a little frustrated with because listen as myself as a hispanic gay man that didn't come from money that didn't come from from a privileged lifestyle um i don't think it's true that it's not my job to educate people sometimes because sometimes people just don't have exposure and the only way they learn is through exposure and through being called out on their bullshit or being exposed to your experience that's how people learn I don't think it's everybody's job to go in and research everybody else's lifestyle or environment or background. Like sometimes I do think, yeah, there are moments if somebody doesn't understand my lifestyle, if somebody doesn't understand my background or my experience. And I do face that a lot, you know, especially being, you know, going to a lot of these like industry events or industry parties. Just the other night, you know, I 
went to that Netflix thing and I ended up meeting a big executive there and, you know, talking about their experience growing up versus my experience growing up. And we didn't really relate. And it's hard sometimes. Like, I remember, where was I? And somebody asked, um, when did you know? Oh, yes. It was at a dinner. I'd get another industry dinner. And this one was a little more intimate. But I'm sitting at this dinner table. And the question that came up, is kind of just like an icebreaker. So it's like, when did you know Santa wasn't real? When did you know that, like, Santa didn't exist. And in my head, I was like, well, we kind of always like knew that. Like our presents were never really given to us written from Santa. I was like, because listen, my family was like, I worked hard for that money and I bought you that gift. That gift is not from Santa. That gift is from me. That gift is from Susan. That gift is from Joey. Like, you know, whatever. Like, it was just like, we were like, uh uh-uh, I I paid that $20 for that t-shirt right there. I want my name on that card and I'm going to accidentally leave the price tag on it and I'm going to take off the Marshall's price tag and I'm going to leave the original price tag on it so you can think I really spent $50 when I really spent $19.99, you know? That's just my family and that's just my experience. So I didn't fully relate to them where I was like, I like Santa didn't, Santa wasn't really like, I think like we kind of like knew of Santa, but it wasn't like we believed that Santa was coming and we put out milk and cookies and he was going to leave us gifts and, you know, it just... It was interesting. But but here's the thing. These people didn't have that experience growing up and they wouldn't understand that experience if I didn't share my experience. So I think when we throw that card of like, it's not my job to educate you, that robs other people of an opportunity to learn. That robs us an opportunity to share our experiences, to expose people to our culture. You know, even as a gay man, straight people don't even always understand certain things about gay culture or the dynamics of what it means to be a gay man and, you know, the differences that we experience as gay men that are maybe a little more effeminate as opposed to those that are more masculine. And a straight man doesn't know those differences and nuances. So the only way a straight man would understand that is by having that conversation. And so I don't love when we, one, throw out buzzwords just to shut down a conversation and two, don't want to educate people. I think it is a privilege to educate people. I think it's a great thing to share and expose people to things that they're not exposed to. And listen, if you try and they're not willing, that's different, you know? And I get it. It's not your job to want to educate people every day of your life. And listen, some moments are teachable and some are not. But same thing with Jewish people and non-Jewish people. Exactly. There's so much about the Jewish culture that I don't know about. And I live in Los Angeles where we have so many Jewish people. Um, I have a Jewish friend that the other day we were were talking and she was like, so what's the deal with Christmas? Like, I don't know anything about Christmas. And like, what is Christmas? Is that when Jesus comes again? I was like, no, it was when Jesus was born. Like Mary's pregnant right now. Her water's about to break. She's walking through. She's looking for a manger to put him in. So, you know. It was just, how are you going to get in a fight and then get upset when they fight back? I agree, Mary. I, I, it just, it was, you know, an interesting, an interesting thing. Um, but I do think that it's, shouldn't you want to educate your friend? Yes, Mandy, I agree. You should want to educate them, but not even just your friend. I think you should want to educate even just strangers because it's a beautiful thing. We shouldn't look at it as a burden that I have to educate you about my life. No, I want to invite you into my experience. I want to share my life with you. And listen, there were moments where I was... um. 
like not fully embracing of my culture or whatever, but in, in the, in the past, but now I'm just like, you know what? My past is my past. I think I was running from it because I was embarrassed by it, but yeah. Conversations fostered growth, education, you know, deepen relationships. Like I think if Garcelle is willing to, I think if Garcelle and Dorit really did try to understand each other, they would probably end up becoming better friends. But I did like that Erica explained it a lot better, but I still stand by what I stand by. We're all allowed to make mistakes and we're all allowed to like fuck up and say the wrong thing. And then we learn from that. And it seemed like Dorit was willing to learn, but yeah. Um, then we get into Sutton pouring coffee in her vodka and Sutton's like, well, you said that I pour vodka in my coffee. And then they rolled the clip and it's like, Dorit didn't make that accusation. Dorit made a joke and Crystal kind of ran with it and took it out of context and like made it seem like they were making Sutton out to be a drunk, which they kind of were, but they were laughing about it. Like it was all done in jest. And that's where I was a little kind of like team Dorit in all of this, because I'm like, everyone's coming at Dorit, but like everything she's saying was never meant to be taken Seriously, like she wasn't. I don't think she was truly trying to embarrass Sutton about making out with the driver. I think she was just trying to be like, make it make sense. You made out with your driver and you took bills to Magic Mike and you wore pants to Magic Mike, but yet you were offended by this. Like, you're a prude, but you're not a prude. Like, it doesn't make sense. These things don't add up to me, you know? So I, I get that. And then, you know, Dorit coming at or Garcelle coming at Dorit and Sutton coming at Dorit and even Denise kind of coming at Dorit, too. I was just like, you know what? Like, this is like Dorit's just trying to have a good time. She wasn't trying to be malicious or mean spirited in any of this that I was a little confused by it. Like Dorit just kind of seemed to be the convenient punching bag, which, by the way, she did look great. Even though she got her bronzer all over her girl, you should know better by now. We shouldn't. We can't be wearing bronzer. We can't be wearing. Um, we can't be wearing white with bronzer or body makeup or any of that stuff because it's gonna stain all over. Okay, been there, done that. Been there, done that. Um. But yeah, uh, I'm not a. I'm not in sun size, but they all are drunk and hypocrites as much as Sutton. Yeah, I mean, I l- listen. They all drink. They all get lit. You know. I just think, listen, Sutton embraces her drinking a little bit more. And listen, she's not sloppy. That Even if Sutton does drink a lot, like, she's still coherent. She's still, like, doing the damn thing and good for her. If she wants to have a drink at 10 in the morning, 9 in the morning, whenever, then it's interesting. The internet was coming for Dorit. Now she's a racist person. Oh, God. Well, listen, the internet and Twitter are never an accurate reflection of real life. It's just people that want to be loud and stir up controversy. That's really all Twitter and the internet are. And if, again, when you just slam people and you throw these labels at them and you want to come at them in that way. But I also think, but like that's part of, you know, Garcelle's contribution by using the terms privilege. And it's not my term, it's not my job to educate you. What an, not only as two, you know, women from different backgrounds, but what an opportunity on television to educate a lot of other people, to enlighten and illuminate all of the viewers that are watching this, if there's something, when Erica corrected that, that was educational for me. I was like, oh, you know what, Erica, you're right. The word attack and the connotation, I get it. You know, I get it. Now I understand. And what, and it was so simple. It was five seconds of airtime, but it was so simple and explained so much and enlightened so many people. So I don't know. Twitter, can fuck off honestly i'm just I, I can't with twitter and their bullshit because it's like you just want to fire up things and you want to cancel people and you just want to like uh, and it just ugh, it's annoying 
But so just as I'm sure we were all getting exhausted with that, Dorit then pivots the conversation over to Denise. She's like, here, hot potato, Denise, your turn. She's like, did you ever call out? Did you ever talk to Erica about your concerns at Kyle's dinner? And Denise is like, no, I haven't. Which is also interesting that Denise is kind of, I mean, I get it. And even Erica was like, okay, pot stir. Thanks for throwing me the hot potato. But at the same time, Denise was just talking about it with, who was it, Garcelle in the car? And they're, and Garcelle's like, are you going to talk to Erica? I think you should talk to Erica. And Denise is like, yeah, I think I'm going to talk to Erica. So then we, then Dorit, you know, Denise kind of gets upset with Dorit and Dorit leaves. And she's like, listen, I'm out of here. Fuck you guys. Peace. She pieces out. She dips. And then we get into the Erica and Denise of it all. And we find out, according to Kyle, that Denise is the one that called Erica a bot cunt, um, which she didn't. Erica thought it was bot monster. Kyle says that it was bot cunt. And he's like, I never called you that. But she did call her like other names. Like she called her an asshole and all this other stuff. And they rolled the tape and we actually see what Denise called her. So then Erica's like, all right, well, if we're going to go there, then let's actually go there. And she's like, well, you know, you're so upset about a threesome comment from two, three years ago that Erica has since apologized for, which a viewer reminded me about is after that scene at her house, when she was talking about threesomes in front of the kids, the next day we see Erica and Denise go and get coffee and Erica apologizes to Denise for making that comment. And then there was another comment where she was like, where I think it was in her confessional or to the other women about how, you know, they're in high school. Like if they don't know what a threesome is, they're like, they've likely already done one, you know? And Denise was like bothered by that. I'm like, again, this is three, four years ago. Like, it's just, it's exhausting. It's old. It's done. Why are you mad at Erica and not mad at Garcelle? Because Garcelle was also talking about threesomes at that table. Why are you mad at Erica and not Kyle? Because Kyle's the one that outed your affair with Brandy. Like, there's so many things. Like, Erica apologized for this. They moved on. And then at, at the high, at the weed dinner, Erica apologized again. She's like, I don't really know what I did to you, but... I'm sorry. She's like, if I hurt you in any way, like I apologize. I've moved on from all of that. My life has evolved from all of that. Like I'm not in that place anymore. And I'm trying to just let all of that go, which I get, you know? Um, and But Erica then bringing up OnlyFans, she's like, well, look at your daughter. She's on OnlyFans. Does she know what a threesome is now? And I was like, oh, we're going there. And she's like, you are a mean woman. And Erica's just like, listen, you know, you know who I am. Maybe I am a mean woman, but you know me. Like you came, you wanted this fight. You came to pick a fight. You came with an agenda. Let's go, baby. Let's go. She's like, listen, I think it's great. I'm just curious. Who's more profitable on OnlyFans, you or Sammy? And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yes. Erica Jane has clocked in. I'm like, listen, Denise, you asked for it. You poked the bear. You poked and you poked and you poked. Like, you can't come in and be all big and bad, grabbing your coochie like you're hot, hot shit, your $9 coochie, and you want to walk in and act like you're going to be a big bad bitch and your mama bear protecting your kids. Meanwhile, and listen, that's not to sex shame Sammy, nor to sex shame Denise. You know, I mean, I think Denise can raise her prices, but listen. You put your $9 coochie on the table, people are going to talk about it, okay? People are going to talk about it. Erica won that fight. Erica came hard. She clocked in. It was so good. It was so good. She's like, I'm just, she's like, listen, I think that it's great. I'm just curious who's more profitable, you or Sammy? And listen, this is, to be fair, Denise Richards was the one that was out there 
And she was doing, um, she was doing the whole, I think it's great that my daughter's on OnlyFans and it's such a great community and I'm joining OnlyFans and we're doing this together. And like, she was very much like sex positive, titties out, coochie out, come and get it, sale. So like, own it, baby, own it. I'm glad Lisa Rinna is not on this season because I think if Lisa Rinna was in this and she got involved in this, she would have pushed harder at Denise and and she would have definitely gotten the wrath from Twitter. And knowing Twitter, Twitter would have then called Lisa Rinna racist for coming after Denise. I don't know how that would make sense, but a lot of their arguments don't really make sense. Less must be over at this point. When was this? If, let's see what the the timeline was and if Easter had already happened by this point, by Taco Tuesday. I don't really know, but I was just like, you know what, man, did you like the pic of Denise? Zach? Well, I have a few pictures of Denise from her OnlyFans. I've seen, like I told you, I've seen her feet. She's got... um. She's definitely got got some bunions. But like she was like out in the garden watering and she's like, ooh, look at I'm watering the plants. I'm like, okay, Rocky, Rocky, bang, bang, calm down. And then she's like, look at my feet. They're all dirty. And I was like, okay, I'm not loving this content, but the coochie. Did I like the picture of Denise? I mean, listen, she'd put that that face app to work. She face tuned it and she looked good. Not real, but she looked good. She airbrushed it, you know? Got a little filler in them lips, and they were looking plump, fresh. It was like, yes. <sighs> yeah. That's that's where we're at, guys. That was a good... That Erica came. Erica came hard. I hope we get more of it in the next episode, which I think doesn't air next week, but we'll come back the week after. I'm ready. I is ready, ready. Mm-hmm. Was the coochie coochie tuned? It was tuned just right, baby. It was tuned just right. Um, and then we had Salt Lake City that also came out this week. I did a full recap on YouTube. Um, but um, Salt Lake was good. Like I said, I'd heard um, that the one of the big bombshells is that Monica's actually behind a lot of these bot accounts that Meredith is being blamed for. Um, and it's actually Monica that's behind them. And Heather kind of finds all that out. And re- and it's revealed that Monica was trolling the other women, which ooh, she kind of outs herself in this most recent episode where she's having that conversation with Heather Gay and they're walking on the beach. And Monica's like, and, and Heather asks her, she's like, do you think that Meredith would really make fake accounts to troll all of us? And then Monica's like, I don't think Meredith would ever do that. She's like, that's something I would do, but like, I don't think it's something that Meredith would do only to find out she actually did do that. Or at least that's the the rumor that we find out when Heather gets the phone call. So that's one of the bombshells. And then we also get a bombshell about Heather and the black eye. I don't know what about the black eye. I don't know who about the black eye. I wonder if Monica somehow reveals that Jen Shaw told her that she gave her the black eye. I literally don't know what the black eye bombshell is, but apparently that comes out in the finale. So, yeah. It was a good episode of Salt Lake. Meredith's really kind of taking the heat for it. I understand Lisa Barlow's relationship with Meredith, though, and how they are. When Lisa explained it, and she's like, listen, we're like sisters, so we have fights, and we can yell at each other, and, like, we're fine immediately after. Like, it's not that deep. It's not that big of a deal. So I get that. Um, yeah. It was a good episode of Salt Lake. I'm ready for the finale, though. Like, I'm ready. We've been in Bermuda long enough. I'm, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get it. So. Oy, oy, oy. 
We have the finale. Then we have the reunion in January that's going to be airing. And then we have Vanderpump. Vanderpump rules. Well, there we go. Yeah, Monica is the real bot cunt. <laughs> the bot monster. Um, all right, guys. Thank you. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you um, enjoy the rest of your... What's today? Is today Wednesday or Thursday? Oh, my God. It's Thursday. It's our last episode of the week. Oh, I'm so sad. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Thursday. I'll be... If you're a member of the Zach Pack on YouTube, then we have a live stream tonight. If you're a member of No Filter Plus on Apple Podcasts, then you will get a bonus episode on Friday, plus a bonus episode on Sunday, which will be our... Season one, episode three, recap of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Donna Bowling from Daily Dose of Donna and I do recaps. So there you go. Love you guys. You can get your new merch right now. The link is in the description below. You can get your Zach Pack hoodies, your no filter caps, your find me at Jason's t-shirts, your ruthless, not toothless t-shirts. So go and stock up for the new year. That way you're looking good. Listen, it's been chilly outside. Baby, it's cold outside. And this hoodie is like, oof, it's so yummy and it's so warm and it's so cozy. So go stock up right now. All right. Follow me at Just Plain Zach to keep up with me all over the internet and follow at No Filter with Zach on Instagram to keep up with the podcast and all the latest show news and all the tea. When you buy your merch, be sure to send me your pictures so I can repost them. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful evening. I'll see you tonight for Zach Pack members on YouTube and Merry Chrysler. All right. Love you guys. Bye.